Good day, everyone, and welcome to New Matter, the SLAS podcast where we interview life science luminaries. I'm your host, SLAS Scientific Director Marshall Brennan, and today we have Evan Hegarty with us. Evan comes to us from New Ormus, a company based out of Texas working to develop high-throughput, high-content screening platforms for use with in vivo small animal models, as well as 3D tissue organoids. New Ormix was recently featured on Innovation Avenue at the SLAS 2021 digital meeting, and they were a finalist for the Ignite Award. So we are super proud to have Evan with us. Welcome, Evan. Thank you so much, Marshall. I'm very happy to be here. Thanks for having me. The pleasure is all ours. So I do need to start off with the SLAS tradition of asking you to describe what you do or what your company does in 10 words or fewer. All right. Well, 10 words or fewer. Goodness. Can I use 15 words? <laughs> You'll lose points, but do, do what you got to do, man. <laughs> All right. Here's it in 15. Neuromix provides toxicology screening services using the alternative to animal model C. elegans with our patented microfluidic based screening platform. So the, the right. 10 word version could be Neuromix uses patented technology for in vivo toxicity and neurodegeneration screening. 10 words. There you go. What's really great is you made excellent use of uh, compound words. Like, you know, there was 10 words, but uh, like a thousand characters in that that sentence, which was (laughs) excellent, excellent, excellent. No, that's great. And so now that we've gone through that exercise of creating the uh, the world's uh, shortest elevator pitch, tell us a little bit more about what Normix does. What's got you excited about your uh, products? And uh, Obviously, we had you as a finalist for the Ignite Award. Uh, so we're really curious about you know, the advances that you guys have come up with recently. Got you. Well, you know, when I look at the Neuromix Horizon, um, one thing that stands out that's upcoming is um, some validation assays we have. So I'm excited with the potential of Neuromix. You know, we are growing our team. We're hiring these amazing new employees. Um, pretty much the whole group of all the companies, PhDs mostly. And... Um, so we're excited that we're receiving um, a chemical library of known toxicities from the National Toxicology Program from the NIH. So they have wow. these compounds that they know exactly what they do. They're toxicities in humans, in animal, large animal models, in cells. And we're going to be able to validate our technology and our screening platform with these known compounds. We'll be receiving them blindfolded, so we won't know mm-hmm. what's what. But this validation, in combination with we're also working with um, industrial partners to validate their chemical space, like mm-hmm. oil and gas industry, cosmetics or consumer product goods, stuff like that. We're really excited about these validation assays coming up because this really will show the potential of our technology and the ability to reduce animal testing by using our technology instead. And that's one of the large goals. Of course, it saves money and time but it's also really a societal benefit as well. So I'm excited. Yeah, that's really, really excellent. And that would be a heck of an accomplishment. Obviously, you know, there's a lot that goes into creating a fundamental technology, but that validation is always this, where the proof in the pudding is, right? So yeah. clearly no pressure on your team at New Ormix, right? You know, no, <laughs> no, no sweat being uh, created there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> How are you navigating all these challenges uh, in a pandemic? Has that really changed uh, how you've approached the validation process? Well, it's just, it's changed how we approach work in general. I'd say, you know, for all of us around the world, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it really has drawn a lot of, um, it brought us in to focus in on the things that we need because now we can't get out and do everything. I mean, we also 
sell our small-scale products to university labs and research institutes around the world. And that's still a vital part of our almost marketing effort to prove and also validate the technology. More awesome publications that came up come out using our technology, the better. But we're realizing, you know, sales on that side is becoming a lesser focus. And right now it's really validate our, our screening service. So that that's changed with this pandemic. Of course, having to work sitting down at a computer all day instead of getting to go in and work with people in person changes things. But overall, yeah. the biggest thing has been our shift in focus. Right. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. And it sounds sounds like you've taken a good advantage of you know the circumstances that, that we've been under. No, that's, that's really uh, exciting. And so I do want uh, maybe we can come, come back and talk a little bit more about that uh, in a bit. But I do want to take some time to let our listeners get to know you a little bit. What's your background? How did you get to uh, you know where you are in your career? And how did New Ormix uh, come to be? Great question. So, I mean, my background, I was really into science and math growing up. And my brother, who did chemical engineering and then med school, pointed me in the direction of mechanical engineering for some reason and said, <laughs> you should look at this because it has huge potential. So just kind of not knowing where I was going at first, I did an undergrad degree in mechanical engineering. And then, you know, during that time, my grandmother, who was living in Florida, where I went to the University of Florida, had dementia from Alzheimer's disease. And I was the only family member in the state to help take care of her for that last 10 years of her life. So that had an impact on me. So then my grandma passed away. 2012, I moved to Austin to begin graduate studies in engineering at the University of Texas at Austin. And when I learned about this amazing high-impact work that uh, this professor, Dr. Ben Yakar, was conducting in her lab, she was using and designing microfluidics to automate in vivo studies, specifically looking at Alzheimer's disease models and looking for neuroprotection of compounds. And I've always wanted to do something beneficial with my engineering knowledge. And I thought, Alzheimer's, I have firsthand experience dealing with this. What better thing could I do than dedicate my engineering career to helping human diseases and Alzheimer's? So I knew I wanted to join her lab. So that's kind of where this company began, is that I joined her lab. And along with these other amazing team members, we designed the first of its kind high throughput and high resolution automated screening system using C. elegans, which led to our first nature communications paper where we did a thousand compound screen. Um, and before the paper, we patented our technology through the commercialization office. Mm -hmm. And following my graduation and multiple other papers, Professor Ben Yakar and I realized this had a huge potential and we wanted to bring it to other labs and to the world, initially for neurodegenerative studies. So then fast forward four years of going to this company, we've got three SBIR grants from the NIH, the latest of which is a phase two SBIR for $2.25 million to further develop our system and study antiretroviral toxicity of HIV compounds in vivo. And mm -hmm. so we really started selling our small-scale systems and looking into this and realized through the i program, which is run by the NSF and the NIH, both have a version, we did both, that toxicity screening is an area where they test so many thousands. Like one oil and gas company that we're working with has tested 38,000 vertebrate animals last year alone. They would mm -hmm. love to reduce that number. And we greatly feel we have the ability to reduce that number by using our um, testing method. So that's kind of the basis of our company was just engineering to help neurodegeneration that led to neurotoxicity 
And then now we're validating assays with multiple industry partners. That's really exciting. And again, I thinking about the ability to replace uh, some animal models is like that is is really so important. I worked in the pharmaceutical company back in the day, and I'm keenly aware of of how many animals you end up going through for those. And so even just taking that down by ten percent, and I it sounds like you target a lot more than that is uh, uh, a really valiant goal. So um, yeah, no, that's great, and it's also excellent to be talking to a fellow Longhorn too. So you know, oh, UT you awesome. great. Yeah, yeah, I did my uh, postdoc at the UT Austin Chemistry, so. Uh, it's uh, oh, awesome. I have very fond memories of uh, Austin. So tell me about like what is the most exciting lab moment you've had? What what is the professional accomplishment that you are happiest with in your career to date? Well, professional accomplishment. I'll give two answers because to be honest, playing a show for more than twenty thousand people with my band Superphonicos in Austin. I didn't oh, mention awesome. I'm also a musician in Austin. <laughs> That's pretty it's up. Good town to be a musician. Yeah. Pretty up there. But also in the, the lab sense, having my patents officially issued last year, that was pretty exciting too. Because, you know, written is one thing, but issued is another. So mm-hmm. I'm very excited about our company's patents as well. That's excellent. Yeah, I actually, I'm not sure which of those I'm more uh, envious of, honestly. I think we're going to need to uh, link uh, out to your Spotify uh, profile uh, after this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's um, super phonicos with an F. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Well, at SLES, we have a number of uh, members who are very highly musical. So the editor of SLES Discovery, which I encourage you to submit a paper to uh, at some point. He's a very active drummer as well. So, you know, very musically inclined uh, group of members we have. <laughs> that's awesome. There's uh, definitely some connection between science, mathematics, and music that I've discovered further and further. Yeah, so that that's actually... Uh, really interesting for you uh is that how you you blow off steam is that to you is like how does that as an outlet factor into your uh, day-to-day life it definitely is it's partially my meditation so to speak i think a lot of people who do different types of art feel that if you're a painter if you're a guitarist a pianist like myself any musician when you're really in that i guess the new buzzword is the flow but when you're in that zone it's a really meditative state. It does blow off steam as well as I want to bring as much as I can to this world while I'm here in the short blip of time we have. And I feel like I've got two main areas that I focus in and it's yeah, science and health and then music, which is kind of an emotional side mm-hmm. of helping people as well. I think music is crucial just as the science is. So I, they go hand in hand to me. They're both part of who I am. No, that's really excellent. I think it's a good lesson too for the students in our audience because I think it's a little bit easy to, especially early on in your career, to sacrifice those sorts of things and for the sake of spending more time in lab or being seen as more serious. But you know, being a well-rounded person is really important, not just for your own health, but just to being, you know, fully present when you're doing whatever it is you're doing. And so, you know, I think it's a really great example you're setting by. Uh, by taking that stance. So oh, thank you very much. I couldn't agree with what you said more. It's, it is great to have multiple aspects of your life that you get to spend some time on, not just one. Right. Well, we are coming up a little bit toward the end of our talk here today. And while we could certainly uh, take this in many directions for a long time after this, I do want to respect mm-hmm. your time. 
Tell us a, a little bit more about where our listeners can go to uh, learn more about New Warmics. Is there anything that you guys have going on that uh, we can send our uh, listeners to go enjoy about your uh, beyond your music, uh, but with New Warmics? Oh, definitely. So a couple of things. For this year, one thing I want to mention is we're, we're launching our screening service officially. And we're running our initial assays with that National Toxicology Program to determine the sensitivity and specificity of these compounds. And we're also, like I said, working with our industry partners to validate their chemical space. So I'm excited that we'll be launching the service. And you can reach out to us on our website, newwormix.com. I think there'll be some links that you can provide as well. And one other thing to note is that on February 9th at noon central, we'll be recording a webinar. And if you're hearing this after the fact, we'll have a link to the recording on our website. Probably also Marshall will provide that. And we'd love for you to come check this out. I'll be discussing with one of the other inventors of this technology, Sudeep Mandal, who's going to join me to discuss our early publications and the early use of this technology before it was further developed by our company, New Wormix. So that'll be really exciting. I'm hoping um, some people get to come check that out as well. And so, yep, those links will all be in the description. And so I really encourage our listeners to go check out New Wormix and everything that uh, Evan's been working on. Evan, it's been a real pleasure. And so on behalf of SLES, the New Matter Podcast, and our listeners, I really want to thank you for your time, congratulate you on being a finalist for the Ignite Award. And I really look forward to... Uh, I hope that your validation goes really smoothly so that we can have this conversation again uh, next year and talk about all the amazing things that the Wormix is going to accomplish. That would be just great. I look forward to our discussion next year, Marshall. Thank you again so much for having me.